We've been looking at the ups for the new year. We've looked at wake up and dress up and speak up and look up. And on Wednesday nights now, we're doing a a series on the armor of God. So that's stand up. We've also talked a little bit about hush up when we talked about speaking up. Now this morning, I'm going to combine two of them together. Lift up and reach up. Lift up and reach up. For a text, I want you to open your Bibles to Psalm 63, if you would. Psalm 63, verses 3 through 5 says, Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus will I bless you. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied with morrow and fatness, and my lips shall praise thee, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Lamentations 3.41 says, Let us lift up our hearts with our hands unto God in the heavens. I like that. Lifting up your heart with your hands. Because you love Him, you lift up your hands representing that you are His. In Psalms 34, I believe it's verse 2, it says, Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, your faith will never be complete without lifting him up. Oftentimes, praise is taken for granted, even in the local church. But we, in 2013, we are to lift up our praises to him. It is so important that you and I establish a lifestyle of praise. I mean, every day. When you look in the Word of God and you get an understanding of what He has done for you, you will lift Him up. When your praise replaces your oppression and your depressed feelings, you will change. And I want to teach you how to do this 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. This is not a church thing, this is a Bible thing. I mean, in your car, you can be lifting up the praises of Him. In your PJs, drinking coffee, you can be lifting Him up. In the laundry room, when you're ironing those clothes, you can be lifting Him up. He's worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. I mean, from the rising of the sun... Till the going down of the same, the mighty name of the Lord is to be praised. But you say, yes, but. You know, everyone usually has a rebuttal to this. You say, yes, but. But I got a letter saying I'm going to be put out of my house. And the doctors came with a bad report. The question I have for you this morning is, is can you say hallelujah anyhow? Hallelujah, anyhow. An old song sung many, many years ago entitled Hallelujah, anyhow. Never, never let that your problems get you down. Oh, when life's problems come your way, hold your head up high and say, Hallelujah, anyhow. Hallelujah, anyhow. Don't let your troubles get you down. Satan block your way. Stand right up and say, Hallelujah. Anyhow. Come on. How many ever heard that song? 
I know Ingrid has. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyhow, never, never let your problems get you down. Satan, come and stand in your way. Lift your head up and say, Hallelujah, anyhow. Hallelujah, anyhow. Never, never let your problems get you down. Oh, when life's problems come your way, hold your head up high and say, Hallelujah, any on, sing with me. Hallelujah, anyhow. Never, never let your problems get you down. Satan, block your way. Stand right up and say, Come on now. Hallelujah, anyhow. Bad report from the doctor. Hallelujah, anyhow. You laid on your PG&E bill. Hallelujah, anyhow. Yeah, but pastor, they done turned my lights off. Well, get yourself some candles and have a candlelight communion service in your living room and say hallelujah, anyhow. They come and took my car, but hallelujah, anyhow, the bus goes right by my house. I hope that's not too much for you this early in the morning. But some of you during the middle of the week, you're going to remember that. Pastor was a little off key, but hallelujah, anyhow. (laughs) We came to heart of the band. We had some chops up in here. Hallelujah, empty how. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. I'm not talking to you about being a secret Christian. There's too many closet, quiet Christians. I'm telling you, because of what he's done, he deserves our praise, both privately and publicly. People ought to know on the job that you're saved. How are they going to know? Because you don't have to get weird on the job and go into a hussy fit. But I mean, when you got him in your heart, sometimes you're just going to say, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Anyhow, I mean, Bill down the road may think you're waving at him. No, Bill, I ain't waving at you. I'm lifting my hands in his name. (laughs) Now, if you can understand this. What I'm going to teach you today. And if you can get a revelation of this, it will literally cause a tsunami of the presence of God and the blessings of God to overtake your life. It is true that praise will build your faith. Praise will defeat the devil, an already defeated enemy. And praise will minister to your God. Look with me at Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. And look at your neighbor and say, hallelujah, anyhow. 
Colossians 2, 6 and 7, it says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. The Amplified says, Just as you were taught and abounding and overflowing in it with thanksgiving. Now what this is literally saying to us is this, is that we abound... And we increase in our walk of faith through thanksgiving. I believe that praise is a high form of faith. It's thanking Him before the manifestation. It's lifting up your voice unto Him and giving Him praise because you're refusing to consider the circumstances around you and you're more filled with consideration of the promises of God. And so between the amen and the here it is, you are living in a state of expectancy. And while you're expecting God to show up and to show out, you're saying, thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I give you glory while the walls are still staring me in the face. I give you glory while the bills are stacked up. I give you praise and thanksgiving while my children are out there rebelling still. Why? Because you know that if you stay long enough and stand long enough, you will receive the end of your faith. I mean, it's joy unspeakable and full of the glory of God. Hallelujah. So develop then an attitude of gratitude. I'm telling you, it'll drive the devil nuts. I believe this, that God's grace is sufficient for you. And his grace will carry you through. Praising God for things that haven't materialized yet is an act of your faith. And the amount of time that we spend praising God and worshiping God really tells us where we are in our relationship with Him. Look at Psalms 34. And I want to notice verses 1 through 3. How many of you know that David was a praiser? And David had continuous victory in his life. Now, David wasn't perfect, and you're not perfect. But in spite of his imperfections, he went to the rock that was higher than him. And he experienced victory after victory continuously. And here's a key to it. And it's a key for you. Read verse 1 with me. Ready, read. I will bless the Lord at all times. How often? Continual praise equals continuous victory. Verse 2. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord. Now, this is corporate, right? Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Something happens in a church service when he's lifted up. Something happens when we come in one accord and we forget about what's going on in our lives and we corporately center in on him. When he is magnified, the problem becomes smaller. 
And so it's vital as a church to come in ready to magnify him. He said, if you will magnify the Lord with me, then sure enough, his name is going to be lifted up. Sure enough, his name is going to be exalted. And when he is lifted up, he will do what he always has done. He will bless, he will heal, he will encourage, he will strengthen, he will lift, he will edify, and he will draw men unto him. Oh, magnify the Lord. Let's do it just right for a moment. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo, thank you, Lord. Now, praise and worship, lifting him up, will literally run a defeated foe off. Look at Colossians chapter 2, verses 15. And I want to meditate on this just for a moment. This is speaking of the victory of Jesus Christ. Colossians 2.15 says this, And he, Jesus, having spoiled principalities and powers. Now, Wednesday night, we looked at what those principalities and powers are. Those are devils, demons, and evil spirits, right? But the Bible says that through his substitutionary sacrifice, by the shedding of his blood, by paying the price, he spoiled principalities and powers. He spoiled them. One translation said he paralyzed them. And he made a show of them openly. Now, to understand what that means, you need to understand something about what they used to do in the past. One country would defeat another country. One king would defeat another king. They would not only take their spoils, but they would parade the enemy captive down the street in a parade to show that they have won the victory over them. And that's in the realm of the spirit. Jesus has paraded principalities and powers down the streets of the universe for all men to see that he is a defeated foe, that he is a dethroned power. Victory is ours. He spoiled the principalities and powers. And what did he do? He made a show of them triumphing over them in it. I like that, don't you? So we see then that the parade took place for all to know that victory has been won. Now the biggest battle that I face and that you face in your life is in the arena of your mind and of your soul. These are where the suggestions and the thoughts of the enemy come. That's why he told us in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5, he said, now the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, they're not fleshly in their origination. But these weapons, they are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Now listen very carefully. Strongholds aren't principalities and powers that rule over us in the air. The biggest stronghold that you will face in your life is right here. The mind is the arena of faith. And Satan will plummet and pummel you with his thoughts of destruction and thoughts of defeat. 
But God said, I will keep the child of God in perfect peace if the child of God will keep their mind stayed and set on me. So what I believe the Spirit of the Lord is saying is this, is that meditation on the promise and getting His Word dwelling in you richly and start praising Him because of the promise will literally pull down those thoughts and those imaginations and enable you to face life victoriously. Listen, I have found the key to silence the devil. You got to learn how to shut that rat up. Have you noticed he's talkative? The only thing that will shut him up is the promises and the presence of God working in your life. And you have got the promises. And you've also got the Holy Spirit. So you can all day long from the rising of the sun till the going down of the same, you can praise him for the promise. And when you praise him for the promise and you lift him up, his presence will envelop those lies and pull them down. Now, I'm going to show you from the word of God that that is true. Look with me at Matthew chapter 21. So I'm encouraging you as a church now to activate and initiate praise regularly. Get yourself some music that you like. How many of you got gospel music you like? How many of you like contemporary Christian music? You know, it really kind of depends the kind of mood I'm in. Depends on the kind of music I play. Sometimes I get in a Motown mood. And I put on the stylistics and sing, You make me feel brand new. There's other times I get in that Atlantic star mode and I start singing, you are the masterpiece, a work of art. But that's mostly the fleshly mark. But most of the time I don't live in the flesh, I live in the spirit, just so you know. My girl. I'm talking about my girl. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. But (laughs) Christian-wise, there's all sorts of different kinds of music. I mean, there's some really outstanding gospel artists out there. Donnie McClurkin. He sings an old song, Ooh, child. Things are going to get easier. Ooh, child, things are going to get better. Not bad for 951. But there's Donnie McClurkin. I tell you, that man can sing. And then there's Israel Houghton. Hey! Then there's Kirk Franklin will get you moving. So what I'm saying is whatever you like, fill your house with it. Fill your car with it. Go on iTunes. Get MP3. Just fill your whole household with the praises of God. I mean, this morning I woke up about five and I started listening to Planet Shakers. 
I'm telling you, man, that song anthem, that'll get your feet a moving. That'll cause your soul to be happy. Then there's Hillsong. There's Hillsong United. There's Kim Walker. There's Jesus Cultures. There's all sorts of praise and worship. And then for those of you like country, there's the homecoming series. Looking for a city where we'll never die. <laughs> you didn't know you were going to get all this today. But whatever rings your bell, play it. That's what was so awesome, you know, about being down at Winter Bible Seminar a couple of weeks ago. I'm telling you, the praise and worship down there is the best I've seen in any word church. It's awesome. And uh, what they have done is they've, they've taken the old and married it to the new. And they have a church that is filled with generations. So there's different expressions of praise and worship. I mean, we sang Planet Shaker's song. We sang Israel Houghton's song. And we sang... Living by faith, you know, old songs. It was awesome. And so whatever gets you into the presence of God, get it on the radio. Get it on your iPad, iPod. Because you see, praise and worship is simply a vehicle. And it is a vehicle that will get you over into the presence of God. And it is a vehicle that will silence, paralyze, and shut the devil's mouth. Now look at some scriptures. Matthew 21, verse 16. And said unto him, Hearest thou these say? And Jesus said unto him, verse 16, Yea, have you never read, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. Okay? Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, you have perfected praise. Then look with me at Psalms 8, verse 2. Psalms 8, verse 2. It says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies that you might still the enemy and the avenger. That you might still him, or in other words, shut him up. The Amplified says that you might silence the enemy. And the avenger. One translation says that you might paralyze the enemy. Well, still him, silence, and paralyzing him, make him flee by lifting Jesus up. And what this will do is it'll put oppression on the run. It'll put all those stupid, crazy thoughts that come to the city of your soul on the run. It will silence them. And your mind will be filled with the peace of God. Look with me at Psalms 9 verse 1. Have you got just a few more minutes today? Psalms 9 1 in the Amplified Version. Psalms 9 verse 1 says, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. So this is your will being involved. I will show forth and recount and tell aloud, not silently, all your marvelous works and wonderful deeds. I will rejoice in you, and I will be in high spirits. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Read verse 3 with me. 
When my enemies are turned back, not if. This is a sure thing. When my enemies are turned back, they stumbled and perished before you. The question I have for you, is it true that does God inhabit the praises of his people? And he'll do it in your living room. He'll do it in the hallway of your home. He'll do it in the shower. Now I want to make a transition right now. So turn to Acts 16. And notice with me in verse 23. And we don't have time to go into the whole story of Paul and Silas being put in jail. But Paul and Silas were in jail for casting a demon out of a little girl that had a spirit of divination. And the Bible says that she made her masters much gain or a lot of money by soothsaying, telling fortunes and things like that. And so because she was making so many people in that city rich, they didn't like the fact that a man of God came with the name of Jesus and cast the devil out because not only did it shut the devil down, but it shut their money down. So they beat them and they chained them and they put them in stocks. And in verse 23, it says, And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Verse 24, Who having received such a charge, thrust him into the inner prison, and they made their feet fast in the stocks. Now, the most beautiful thing about this story, and the whole story is absolutely awesome from A to Z. But the most beautiful thing about this biblical story is their reaction that they had. Their reaction was absolutely supernatural. Instead of being depressed, instead of being down, instead of moaning and groaning, they had... A chain reaction. They had a chain reaction. You see, they bound them in chains and they reacted to those chains. And their chain reaction was a chain of praise and worship. Notice in verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And what happened? The prisoners heard them. You see, they chose to lift him up in the midst of a bad situation. The important part of this story is is this. Is they reacted to the chains and their chain reaction was a reaction of praise and worship. And it was at midnight. Now listen, I don't know what you're going through. But I can tell you what your proper reaction must be. Your proper reaction must be this. I refuse to let the devil turn these problems into chains that bind me. I will praise the Lord in my midnight hour. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter how hard it is. Have yourself a Holy Ghost chain reaction. Do you get it? A chain. In other words, they reacted to the chain. How are you reacting 
to the chains that Satan seeks to bind you with? How are you reacting to the bad report? How are you reacting to life's circumstances? I believe that God has put this in the Bible as an example for you and I to follow. That at our midnight hour, we can still lift him up. He's still God in the midnight hour. He's the God of the valleys, my brothers and sisters. And though you may be going through the valley of the shadow of death, the light of this world still lives on the inside of you. Now here's something else that happened. Is because they had a chain reaction, there took place a chain reaction in the prison. Because the prisoners heard them. And the Bible says that as a result, as a result of them praising and worshiping God, verse 26, there was a great earthquake. I'm telling you, suddenly this can happen in your life. If you just won't wimp out. <laughs> Suddenly it's going to happen in your life. If you'll have the proper reaction to the change that come into your life. Suddenly. There was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened. <laughs> and everyone's bands were loosed. Their chain reaction caused a chain reaction. The bondages and the chains that had the others bound up were loosed. And you know what? All it takes are one or maybe two in a family. All it takes is one Paul, one Silas, and maybe one Brenda. In a family that will just not back down and will not back out. But will lift up their voice to God. No matter what's happening around them. When you do, here's what happens. His presence so came on the scene in that setting that it caused an earthquake. And it not only had an impact on Paul and Silas's life, but it had an impact on the prisoner's life. How many of you have got children that really need to call on the name of the Lord? How many of you have got some relatives that haven't quite come in yet? My dear brothers and sisters, if you will live your life by lifting him up, it can cause a chain reaction in your household. I mean, these guys were so engulfed with the presence of God that the jailer was worried that they were all gone. But they said, don't worry, we're all still here. I mean, they're probably drunk in the Holy Ghost, lost in the spirit. And then notice with me in verse 27 through verse 30. And the keeper of the prison woke up and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. Verse 28. But Paul cried with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm for we what? We're all here. Hallelujah. Verse 29. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. Verse 30, you ready to shout? And brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And he was saved. And his whole household was saved. And listen, my brother and sister, 
when you live a life of thanksgiving and praise, it'll impact your life for sure. But it can impact your whole family. It can impact your children. It can impact your whole job. How many of you believe that? How many of you believe that? Well, let's just stand up and sing hallelujah anyhow. Let's do this right now. Let's have a chain reaction. Let's have a a chain reaction to some of the things that are trying to bind us. Glory to God. How many of you know that chains can come in many forms? Chains can come in the area of fear, in the area of eating disorders and addictions. Chains can come in the form of shame, trying to hold you captive. So when the enemy comes in with his chains, you need to have a chain reaction. And praise and worship is that chain reaction. Come on, let's lift our voice up right now. Oh, glory to God. What are you doing, Pastor? I'm having me a chain reaction. Hallelujah. I'm incorporating praise with my faith. And I'm believing for the suddenlies. Father, I thank you. Glory to God. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise is going to continually be in my mouth. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. We worship you. We honor you today. Can you sing hallelujah anyhow? Can you sing hallelujah anyhow? Can you sing I will bless the Lord at all times? His praise shall continually be in my mouth.